Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. I need you to pay attention right now and like stop everything that you're doing because we have something very special, a big announcement. I'm here with my good friend, Miss Kim Green, and she has something she wants to let everybody know about, and it's pretty it's pretty near and dear to my heart. And so, Kim, uh, tell us about Thank yes. you for having me. Yes, thank yes. Thank you for having me. I'm Kim Green, and I am a business manager for a youth football team. Had the privilege of knowing Corey and having his awesome son on our team. And the and these these children on our team are comprised of kids that are what. 12, 13 years old. Some of them are going to high school next year, and they have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to Florida and play in the Tackle Football National Championship. They've done something special this season. Yes, they have. They are a really good team, and what's their record right now? They are 10-0, and 0, folks. 10-0. and 0. Yeah, baby! 10-0! and 0. That and means something. It does. These kids started training in June. They did their tough 20s for 20 days in a row. I've watched them work really hard. I mean, every day practice. Uh, I mean, and in, in like now, understand this. In Arizona, June is like super. It is like 110 degrees. And when they put their pads on, I think that week, it was like 113. So these boys have been through hell and back. Yes, they have. <laughs> and, um, but, um, and so we, uh, you are doing a. Fundraiser. A fundraiser. Yes, I am. I so am tell them what fundraiser. you need them to do. I need you to go online to sendtheteam.com and donate some money to the team. Okay, we so because there's a cost to go to There Florida. is a huge cost. Um, We're sending like 30 kids. 30 and, kids. And all the chaperones and stuff like that. Coaches. Um, they're in Florida for a week. They have a chance to play at least three games. Yeah. And in between, they're going to do their studies because, of course, they all these study. kids are good athletes, too. And, these kids are going somewhere yeah, in life. They yeah, really they really are. are. And, what, and they're also going um, to Universal Studios. Like, you got to make it fun, right? Heck yeah. They have a fun night where they have a roll out a red carpet. They give awards out. And the kids get to spend time at Universal Studios yeah. in Florida. So it's going to be a really, I mean, honestly. And now, I'm very partial to this because my son plays on the team. And um, it's been a really neat. We have three high school coaches. Yeah. Like high school level yes. coaches that are on our team they are. and yes. giving instruction to these boys and to watch their growth has been amazing. It's huge. It is huge. So where you need to go again is sendtheteam.com and any donation that they can make, um, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, our goal is to raise $10,000. Now, just so you know, uh, Corey Peterson, homie Peterson, I've already donated over like $10,000. I'm going to pay for everybody's flights. Yes. To get, to get us there. there. And so, but we still need, um, I mean, food, hotels, food. Hotel. Oh, yeah, these boys get a lot. It's seven. We have to stay the full seven days. Yeah, we, we have can't to even stay. leave early. Because they do games every other day. We'll do studying. Yeah, so we need food. Yeah. So, and these boys eat a lot. Food. Like, are you ever, if you guys know, have 12 year olds, 11, 12 year olds, <laughs> they're like human garbage. Oh, my gosh. Out. I have boys at my house all the time and Costco <laughs> runs all the time, which we'll, we, we will be doing that when we're in Florida. Yeah. Get so some snacks. It's going to be a lot of fun. So what's the website one more time? Sendtheteam.com. Anything you can do helps, folks. We would greatly appreciate it. Help these kids. I mean, some of these kids on the team, single moms, they 
they just would they never get this yes, opportunity yes. again. And yes. I'm just asking you, sendtheteam.com. And Corey, I greatly appreciate you having me uh, on your thank show you so today. Much, thank you so and much. And there you guys have it. Sendtheteam.com. Go there right now. Pause the podcast, whatever you're doing. Go there and show us, show me the love. Listen, we don't ever ask for anything on this podcast. But this one time, I'm going to make a special exception. And I would love for you to go to sendtheteam.com on our GoFundMe account. And, uh, and please give a, a generous donation. Thanks, thanks, thanks. All right, now let's get on to the show. So the big question is this. Are you tired of the hustle and grind of Fix and Flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, The Big Kahuna. Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. I have a good guest for you today. And um, before we get to that, I've got to give this introduction, man. I, um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And so uh, I, I'm almost a geek. If, if you were to look up, you'll see that I do resonate with the dark side. Wait, there he is over there. Um, that would be... Actually, I'm not even sure what character that is. That's the new stuff. It's not Darth Vader. <laughs> now, for you that are watching on YouTube, you're going to watch this and see this. this is pretty cool. This is Darth Vader's lightsaber. I've got in my hand Darth Vader's lightsaber. Now, you may be able to see it if you're listening to it on iTunes on my podcast, but you will absolutely be able to hear this. Watch this. Oh. Dude, that is sexy. Watch this. Hold on. Oh, get make the move. Yeah, then. Oh, that, my friends, is money. Okay, so we're gonna label this episode the power. I want to say the power of the force, but that would be not like that doesn't even sound cool. We're gonna call it the power of the cash flow. Or something like that. <laughs> okay, with that said, let me bring on my guest. He's sitting here patiently. He's like, Corey, come on. Will you introduce me finally? I want to introduce you to uh, Chris Ontiveros, Cashflow Chris. He actually came to my my boardroom and um, and really, and but it, it, it's not been his first time dipping into the cash flow, okay? He's been a student of it, and he's got an amazing story of, you know, kind of where he started. So uh, let me introduce... Cashflow Chris, Chris Ontiveros, uh, welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Corey? Thanks for having me, man. It's always a blast having you on the show, so uh, on our show. So hopefully we have just as much fun this time. Yeah, yeah. In fact, so Chris is and Chris and BP are partners. Brian Pranciano, uh, we just had him on uh, last week, I believe. And and so Chris is like, dude, what, what, what am I chopped liver? <laughs> when are you going to have me on? And I was like, dude, uh, you know what? You got a powerful story too. Like, why? Let's get you both on. I mean, like, why not? 
And Absolutely. so um, a lot of fun. And you guys are really doing a lot of cool things right now. And I just, I want to give you the time of my show because I feel like in this day and age, I mean, I always root for the underdog, right? I always root for the, you know, it's ones that, that want to make it really bad that just it seems like they have to do a little extra work. And um, that success is so much sweeter. It tastes so much better. So uh, let's let's tell tell me about your story, man. For sure, you know the grind is always is always going to be there. Uh, BP and I always say that we're two ordinary guys doing extraordinary things, and that that's what we like to run on. Uh, we definitely have had our successes, but it's been over a long period of time. Um, I got licensed it back way back in uh, two thousand four. So I've been in real estate first as a as a realtor and then as an investor, you know, for for quite some time now. So what's the advice for the realtors listening to the show? You know, uh, I was at a wholesaling class taught by Than Merrill way, way back when, before they had the... Fortune uh, Builders, yeah. Yeah, it was Fortune Builders before it was Fortune Builders. Yeah. And he said one thing that caught my mind. It was wholesalers are basically overpaid realtors. And that is very, very true. I would say if you're a realtor, definitely it's a great way to make a living but definitely you get into the investing game as soon as you can, because it's, it's amazing how much easier sales becomes when you are in the game. You know, when you first get started, you're just begging for a listing, a buyer, anything, someone you have commission breath as they yeah. call it, you know, you're just commission breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're desperate to make make a sale, but yeah. when you're buying, you know, as a realtor nowadays, I, the only work that I do is selling my own properties. So Always. things, you know, things just naturally flow at that point. And then you start getting more listings and you know, uh, buyer calls. And you have your own little sub team that just answers all your stuff from your own listings and your own properties. You know, the biggest uh, thing I always, you know, because here's one of my funniest things. When people say, hey, Corey, what do you do? If I say real estate, right, everybody automatically thinks we're what? Realtors every time, Realtors, right? right? Yeah, you're a right. so uh, you're a realtor. How's the market? You know, you all right? <laughs> and and uh, so I just actually let my license go last year. Yeah, I've been licensed for maybe four years, five years. I got it because I was wholesaling, right? Right. And I, I wanted to make an extra piece of the pie because I was wholesaling to other investors, and I wanted to list their their fix and flips. Yes. And then eventually I ended up doing, um, when, I, when I really figured out how to raise private money, I started doing my own. So, you know, hey, I love realtors, right? But I always say the challenge is to get, most people get stuck there. And you want to be moving away from that split. You know, like you're here, but you want to be moving away from, it's like the friend zone, right? You don't ever want to get caught in the friend zone, right? <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're dating somebody, sure. you want to move away from the friend zone as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. You so be in a dating zone somewhere. For sure. You know, being a realtor is definitely a great way to make a living, but think about it. You're only getting 3% of the deal if that, so, you know, you want to make much the bigger scraps, stuff. the scraps, yeah. table yeah. scraps, and then you're at the beck and call. You know, that is so true, principal. Corey. The year that I had my very best year as a realtor, um, it was the first year I actually broke a hundred thousand that was the most miserable year of my life. <laughs> I got into real estate because I wanted to be, right? Yes. I got into real yes. estate because I wanted to be my own boss. And I realized that I was lots of, pe lots of people were my boss. I had 10, 12, 15 bosses 
everybody telling me what to do because, you know, I was at their beck and call, like you said. Chris was somebody's <laughs> straight up. <laughs> I was a pri- hey, high price ho, though. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there too, dude. I've been there, and it's it's like once you realize that you're like, and some people love it, right? Now I, I love those people that are love that, that, but for me, I wasn't born that way, man. I always wanted something more. So you transition from that to start becoming. In the real estate world, as a realtor, you call it a principal. Oh, absolutely, man. So I jumped in once the crash happened. So I was in an 04. How convenient, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like perfect. Well, really, I had no choice. So yeah, I was in in 04, 05, 06. It was crazy. High commissions. 07 happens. Oh, crap. 08 happens. What am I going to do? I had some REO accounts, made small little checks there, but after a while, you're work, you're really spinning your wheels, making little little tiny checks. Yeah. So I had uh, an investor who wanted to come in and buy a bunch of real estate. So he came in. I sold him a couple of fourplexes, but really, I, I found out. I'm like, what are you looking for? What kind of returns do you want? And he's like, you know what? If I can make twelve percent, I'm happy. So when I saw that first three-bedroom, two-bath house uh, for $26,000. I did the math. I offered him this deal. I said, fund my uh, my properties 100%. So if they need repair, you know, fund the purchase plus the repair, and I'll pay you 15% interest, knowing that it was Ooh, more than he wanted, right? Yes. So that first deal, it was twenty six five, and it didn't need any work. It was moving ready because it was a short sale. And so... My payment was like three hundred and thirty dollars. I rented nasty, it for, dude. Yeah, I rented it for seven fifty right away, all day, and I went from there. You know, I did six, seven, eight of those lower end ones. I wish I would have done the ninety hundred thousand because those turned into three hundred thousand dollar properties. But that's how I got. I've my- got. I only have two of those left, right? I have two. I have two in Casa Grande that I bought for yeah. a song. In I tell you what, I mean, it's funny how many people that I couldn't I still own them. To. Well, yeah. cash flow is cash flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. In 2010, 2011, I was screaming from the top of the mountains, buy real estate, buy real estate. And nobody listened. I mean, they're like, oh, it's going to keep going down. How much further can a $30,000 house go? You know, so no you know, as well as I do, they're all 150 and up now. We only wish we could be more prepared for what we know now. Yeah. Right? But- we're ready for the next one though, right? It's coming. <laughs> I think it's coming, yep. man. I, I, I keep I keep on getting reports from people that are saying like they show days on market and like they're starting to starting to expand a little bit. Well, that's a good mm-hmm. telltale sign. Now yeah. our market's a little bit um insulated from that, but still we even have a little bit more days on market here. You know in what, Corey, uh, when you look at our market stats, all of them look good. But all of our numbers are trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, list price to sale price is going down. Days on markets are going up. Uh, list prices are dropping. Sale prices are dropping. We've noticed in the last 15 to 30 days a serious softening in the Phoenix market. I don't think it's going to be good next year, to be honest with you. That's why we're getting out of our flips. Right. Now, here's what's going to be good if you're paying attention. Because like, there's going to be some blood in the streets. There's going to be some opportunity coming. Yes. I can't I wait. I can't yeah. wait. I'm just trying to get flush with cash. Yes. 
I fully agree. And I think, uh, you know, we do a lot of private lending, Uh, you know, a lot of investors invest with us. I think it's going to be a lot easier to raise money once the stock market starts taking as well. Oh, Um, yeah, because everybody's going to want to cash out. Like, so they already are. I've been having these conversations like, hey, listen, it's probably a really good time right now, like right now, to put that sell order in with all your stocks and bonds so you can come in and, uh, and just be flush with some cash. And, you know, wait, sit on it for six months, eight months. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, let's get through this midterm election because that's a volatile thing. Very. Right? And lots of, you know, emotions and height. And then after that, I mean, as interest rates keep ticking up and then we're going to get a couple more rate hikes next year, I think, too. That's I mean, that when people sneeze, they screw it up. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. their deals wrong. Right. Like because uh, there's a lot of stupid buyers out there. And True. right now they're 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 buying properties way over you know that are super expensive, and they just don't seem to make financial sense. And if there's a little hiccup in their operations, they can't. It's a house of cards, and it'll start tumbling. Yes, I'm uh, I'm analyzing deals for friends and associates all the time, and I'm like, you know, look at this. When you break it down, you're going to have to do everything perfect to make five or ten thousand dollars. You know, so a little drop in the market, and you're writing a check. And I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not down with that. Don't you, are you glad that you're out of those days? As, you know, you don't, I'm still sure you do some flips here on the side and stuff, but like where you guys are heading towards is more towards that cash flow life. And that seems to be, yes. like, you don't have to worry about that as much, right? Isn't that For like, sure. So about a year ago, hey, there's our girl, Shelly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And now she's gone. She about a year ago, uh, my partner Brian and I, we decided to really get on the apartment game. And it was because of you, Corey. You know, we were saw, we saw what you were doing. Um, I believe, if I recall correctly, you and I were at the same Dave, same Dave Lindahl class several years ago. Oh, gosh. It, it was like a three-day. It was for, from Azria. And I think that's when you took the apartment route and I went the route of fix and flip. So, so if it was three years ago, I was probably there as a guest. Was I speaking? No, I mean, it could have been five, six years ago. Easily. Okay, yeah, because it was probably 2011 when I bought my first apartment complex. But I was there was an event here locally. Yeah, that so I went to. while I, I didn't have the guts to go into the apartment game, I wish I would have done it sooner. Well, I mean, but like I was telling BP, but you are now. Yeah. Like, and dude, I mean... Think about this. Think what you guys have done this year because you put your minds to it, right? Pretty pretty amazing stuff. So let's talk about it first, but then let's talk about the feeling of it. And then we're going to yeah. talk about the future. For sure. Let's get into it. So, man, so your your uh, class, your seminar that you put on in March, was that was the launching pad for us. Yeah. Uh, we already had, were looking, and uh, we had a 26 unit under contract. But since then, we, we've bought that 26. We have a 37 unit in Southern Arizona under contract. Uh, we're writing an offer today on a 28 unit in Arkansas. And dude, the deals just are flowing and flowing and flowing. And we don't do any marketing. This is just our network sending us great off-market deals. Yeah, that's huge, dude. It's, it's so exciting, you know? So now we're, we know that we're just straight up fundraisers at this point, you know, we know just how to raise money, dude, smiling and raising money. Right. Yeah. And let's talk about raising money. So, cause that's, that's, you know, you did it your first deal, by the way, right. That, or the deal you just talked about, like you just found somebody that wanted some money 
you found out what rate they had to have, and then you offered them a little bit more. Right back back when real estate was scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. We uh, you know we wanted to make it lucrative for for the investor because they're taking a chance on us, especially this was our first loan. And then we also knew that it was going to be temporary. You know, that we were going to be paying the higher interest rates while we transitioned the property. Uh, you know, got it leased up, and then we're going to be able to refinance and drop that payment significantly. And were you able to? Um, you were able to refinance and give that investor back his money. Now you have it in long term debt, or does he still own the note? Not yet. No, we're still in the middle of it. We have uh, rehabbed all about over a third of the units. Everybody. Oh, okay. Else- I'm not even talking, about, I'm talking about your very first one way back when, but like. You talk about the deal that you just did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We've we've done lots and lots of deals with private lenders and got them their money back for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? So once you yeah. find a way to play long-term financing on your project, to keep the project, and they exit out, and then they're ready to fund your next deal. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Now, but the challenge is it's hard to do it with single family. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, you know what? And the funny thing is we're learning it's even harder to do it with smaller multifamily. You know, we're looking at a half a million to a million and people are like, you know, this is a little too small for me. Like, okay. All right. (laughs) I told you guys, listen, when you get ready to play the hundred unit game, right now, it's a bigger lift as far as capital raising. So all you got to do is go out there and, and, and do what I say, which is, I mean, smile, you know, smile and dial, right? You know, shake hands, kiss a lot of babies mm-hmm. and start start getting to know capital because raising money, what do you, what's your experience with raising money? Is it like, I want to say, say what I want to say, but I want you to say it first. Well, for me, it's been pretty simple, but I think it's because I've been going after the smaller money, you know, 20 to 50,000, do a second for a flip here and there. Why do people give you that money though? Because they have a what relation with you? Oh, because they have a great professional relationship with me. It's all about your network. I mean, absolutely. I haven't borrowed from anybody who's a stranger. They've all gotten to know me. Absolutely. Boom. It's personal. Yes. People sure. give you money, not because, I mean, they like your business plan, right? You got to have a good business plan, yes. but they're going to really give you the money because they like Chris. For sure. Absolutely. Right? That's and key. they understand your deal. Yes. And they see that I have a track record, you know, making Ooh. sure that someone's done it before and has had success is, is uh, very important. Call this guy, right? Here's my reference. Call him. Ask him how long I've been taking his money, right? right. Yep. And, and be making it grow. Because it's called cash flow for a reason. It is. You know, it you got to get that residual. <laughs> it flows. Hey, cash flows from people who can't handle it, right? To people, me and you, people mm-hmm. that can make it grow. For sure. You know, because money's always looking, money's looking for a home. Yeah. It's looking for, for deal makers like us. Yeah. And, you, you're and that's why I see real, that more and more. Yeah. And that's why real estate is so amazing. There are so many different ways to make money in this business. It's, you know, we found our little niche, but there's so many others as well that you could get into. So that that's funny. So you got, you went to the boardroom that helped you get a little bit inspired. Maybe get you over a mental hump, right? Cause we all have mental roadblocks sometimes, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But you guys put your mind to it and now you're starting to do big things. Yes. Right? More deals yeah. are showing up. Now you're like, oh, now I gotta start making raising more money. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now and, and really that that's going to be your job from here on out. Which that's raising money is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Well, do it right. Whining, dining, schmoozing. And really, you know, it's sitting around having drinks with people and getting to know people better. It really is. It, it you know, it's it's not that more much complicated just like 
I, I want to get to know me, know you, you get to know me, here's my plan, here's what I'm doing, and letting people know that you already have investors. Because are you hard closing these people? No, you can't, not in real estate. No, that's that, that my opinion. So No, I'm, I'm totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I learned sales as, as a realtor. And so uh, the, the guy who taught me um, real estate sales, I think he did a great job. But one thing I learned you're not going to, when it's a house, when you're talking about someone buying a house, you can't talk someone into that. They're going to, they're going to feel sick about it. If it's not the house for them, if it's not the right deal for them, they're not going to sleep that night. And the next day they're going to be calling you first thing and canceling. So no, you got to let the product and, you know, kind of sell itself. They, they need to be completely sold on it themselves. They got to feel good about it and uh, know that things are going to go right. Yeah, I totally agree, right? And and that is, it comes back down to that personal relationship. I mean, it's so vital that you get to know your people. People Now, here's what's cool about it, too, is like a lot of them, like how many people have given you referrals from like that are already with your, in your network? Yeah, almost all of our money is from referrals or people we already know. I mean, isn't that, isn't that sick, right? Like when yeah. you really start thinking about that game. So then it doesn't take a whole lot of new investors to get an army, right? Exactly. Now, the one thing with, when you start doing bigger deals, which you guys are starting to go into bigger deals, the need for more capital is present, right? You're like, oh, now we don't just need half a million, we need a million five. Yeah, and bigger money, those 50,000s don't really help us too much at this point. Can I give you a tip? Yes. So one of the things, so this is a great, this is a great, this is maybe an education piece too, right? So this is what I've learned. And when I was working at Edward Jones, I would call people up. And so one of the first things we would do, like we would go door knocking every day, right? You had to get 25 quality leads. And then you, so you get them in their database. There's a whole process. You send them a thank you card and you get to know them, you warm them up. And then eventually to have like two weeks later, you're calling on the phone with, an, uh, with a something to sell, right? We'd right. always sell bonds, right? So those bonds are usually very uh, safe, a lot pretty secure. It's hard to go wrong on them, right? And so I'm sitting there, and I've got my manager on the phone or in my office with me, and he's watching me make calls. And so I was like, you know, hey, John, this is Corey. You know, I've got this wonderful Coca-Cola bond, and, you know, it pays 3.5%. Uh, and and uh, if you have $25,000 uh, extra, I think you should buy some buy some today. And so I did that a couple of times, and my guy's like, all right, don't lift up the phone. And this is when he was the master, <laughs> right? And I was just a young Padawan. So I had to, like, sit down and listen. He goes, Corey, what are you doing? He goes, you are, you're, you're screwing this up right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm just trying to get, you know, some sales. He's like, dude, listen, if you only ask for 25, you'll only get 25. He goes, you need to ask for a hundred. You need to ask for a hundred because you'll probably get hundreds and you'll always still get the 25. If the guy says, well, I don't know. Well, how much can you do? How close to a hundred can you get? Oh, I can get to 75. All right. Great. Right. And so. You know, I used to tell people, so we, and so I used to, you know, like, I just started doing this, right? This is funny, right? Even in my old, and when I've been raising money, I've been, I, I said initially in my paperwork, 
My minimum was 50,000. My last two PPMs, my last two deals, I was like, dude, because I now I would never tell people 50. They'd have to read my my PPM. I've always said 100, right? But in my paperwork, it would say $50,000 the minimum investment. And so sometimes I would get 50. So I got one deal that I did with uh, Jack Bosch, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like our, all our investor stacks are 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. And it's like double the amount of investors we had, like 27 investors. I mean, all, lots, so many 50s, right? Yeah. And so then I look at my new deck, right? The new deal that I just did, it's 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. And the only thing I did different was say $100,000 is our absolute minimum. And it said it on the paper when I sent them out my PPM, right? So how many extra no's do you think you got because of that? Well, no, so a no's not a no, because even if it was a no, I would say, well, how, I mean, that's the, the follow-up to that is how close to a hundred can you get? Nice. I like it. So then why I sweep up everything, I get it all. Yes. I like it. Right. That's what I'll start so you doing. still get to 25, you still get to 50, but you are now challenging people. So remember watching that video where the guy's like, uh, yeah, I'll take 50,000 shares, right? Or whatever. Or Wait, what was it? I'm thinking of, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Boiler Room. He's like, well, we'll let you in on this small deal for $100,000. He's like, $100,000? Oh, my God. You know? And he's like, you got to let them go. And they get shocked for a minute. They're like, oh, my God. Then he's like, is that the best you can do? <laughs> you know? He's like, yeah. He goes, we'll start on this small deal. So I can swing for the fences on the next one or, you know, and, and do some serious trading. And, I love um, it. Yeah. That's, that's auto suggestion, right? You know, getting a number into their head and then that's kind of where they go with it. It's getting the number in your head first though. Nice. Right. Yes. So that's what you got to start telling yourself is just, you know, be, be bold about it, be brazen about it. And say when people say, well, you know, how much is your minimum investment? Look them in the eyes and say, you know, it's $100,000. Most people come in at $100,000. And then if they were like, if they go, oh, okay, great. Or if they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, listen, you know, how close to 100 could you come? And then it'll like, play the game. Down in my head. This is written down in my head. I tell you what, I'm going to be using <laughs> those exact words. Because a lot of times, like they may have 50, they probably have 50, right? Like even if they were thinking 25, now they're at 50, mm-hmm. right? So yep. they maybe would have thinking 25. Because people are always thinking a lot lower than we are. Right. That's the fact. Right. And yeah. so you you've got to you've got to go screw that. Let me just mind blast them real quick. Right. Let me give them some of the freaking Jedi mind trick shit. And just like, no, I am the master. This is true. God, I love this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have too much fun with that. It's uh, I mean, like by the time this goes out, it'll be past Halloween, but like it's in tomorrow and yeah. like, I'm now I'm not, I'm actually doing the purge theme. So no, no, uh, <laughs> no Darth Vader this, this time, but maybe next year I'll do a star Wars theme nice. for my haunted, for my haunted house. Anyway, anyway, so there's, there's my, I just gave you some education on how to level up your private money game, right? Because, hey, you've already been successful doing it, right? Yeah. But, you know, how do you get bigger trucks? You just ask for it. 
Just ask for it. Put it out to the universe. I like you it. Just ask for it. And you, t- and you tell yourself that that is worth it. Because here's the thing that I know, right? Those $25,000 investors some, can sometimes be a what? Pain in my ass. A pia, dude. A pia, pia, <laughs> pia. Pain You're in the so ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that we've definitely learned. You never want to take someone's, unless they have plenty of money, you don't want to take their last dollar because they're going to be the problem. They're going to be the one who's like, oh, hey, man, I really need that money back. <laughs> yeah. If it's like $20, can I get the 25 back? I just gave yeah. it to you yesterday, but can I have it back today? Because, yeah. like, my, you know, something like my life event happened this week, like that it happens every other week, but today it happened right now. Yeah. And so you're like, oh my God, dude. You're just like, dude. And then you're like, because you're like, it's just not liquid. Yeah. It's so now you're trying to find, like, hold on, I'm going to call Peter to see if I can pay Paul. Yeah. Right, Paul, you want to give me some money and we'll give do the deal with you and I'll pay off this person and refund. And like, it's a pain in the, pain in the butt. Right. And so I find when you start dealing with people in 100Ks, you'll get a little bit better investor. And you'll still, and here's the other thing is you want, this sounds really weird, but we're on a podcast, we're teaching, so that's good. You want to trade up your money. What do you mean by that? So thank you for asking the question. (laughs) (laughs) So what I mean by that is you, um, so you know, everybody's climbing a ladder, right? And everybody's looking at something that doesn't smell so good, but you want to climb it as fast as you can because you want to be, you want to be with the Dons. You want to be, so you might start with somebody who knows that's 20, you know, has 25,000. He's going to know $25,000 people, but he'll also know a couple $100,000 people. Got it. Right? You yeah. want to make sure you get him to invite the $100,000 people to dinner, right? Yeah. And so then, boom, you get these $100,000 people. Now, $100,000 people know half a million dollar types of people. That are, most of their friends are $100,000, but they have a couple that are the bigwigs, right? right. So you get them to invite there's those guys to dinner, and you pay, right? And so you trade up your money to eventually you get to say, yeah, it's too small. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'd say the greatest thing about that is, uh, what do they call it? Edification where someone says, Hey, this is, here's Chris, you know, I did it. I I've worked with him before. He's great. You know, you're going to want to lend money, you know, like, uh, when we're in sales, if I, if I have a client and I tell them, Hey, here's my lender, this is the best lender. You're going to want to work with him. They're not going to call anybody else. They're going to work with that lender. So always. So the best way, so really the best way to get referrals, one way is to ask for them, but if they're local, right. Just say, hey, John, listen, I want to, man, I want to, I really appreciate what you've been doing. You've been a great lender for me. Here's what I want to, let's go to dinner, right? I want you to bring you, your wife, right? And bring two other couples that you think would be, you know, that are just like you, right? Or that you know, have some money. Right. Right. Would you, would you do that for me as a, as a favor? And, um, and let's go to a nice dinner. Uh, and so then you go there and dude, all you got to do is shut up and pay for the check. <laughs> That's easy. That's it, right? <laughs> and then at the end, you're like, you go to your buddy, like, how much money do we raise? You know? <laughs> because he'll yeah. do all the talking for you. He's like, no, this is my investor. This is the guy. That guy I was talking about, this is the guy, right? Yeah. He's giving me a good return on my money. It's been a lot of fun. And then you just kind of do what you do. You're cash flow, Chris. You know, I'm all about the deals, baby. I'm a deal maker. 
and we're all having fun. And then, you know, then you're footing that you're paying for the bill. No, no, just one check. I got it. Right. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And you come there like a freaking baller, dude. Right. Yeah. And that's people like, Oh shoot. And you're setting up the stage for like, you are a big deal. Right. And, the, yeah. and people respond to that. They will just like, Oh, and, and really then you follow up with those people and say, Hey, listen, you know, um, you know, I'd love for you to, I love my favorite word. I'd like for you to dip your foot in the pool with me. I'm not asking for a big investment. I just need a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. I don't need, I just did it again. I don't need a big investment. I just need a hundred thousand dollars. I just want you to dip your foot in the pool with me and let me show you how my, my system works. Yes. Cause I, I know if it. I start giving you ca- uh, checks, pay, you know, cash flow, that's going to mean something. Right, you're gonna really like the way we do business. Right, <laughs> I love it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use all of these. For sure, 100. percent All right, let's go back to you, dude. So the, the education, the education from Darth Cashflow <laughs> is over. <laughs> let's talk about your story. <laughs> this is either gonna be a great episode. Uh, yeah, you know, verbally, like through the audio, or it's going to really suck. But I'm hoping this mic that I have picks that up really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it really well, so I bet it. I bet it sounds good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you've transitioned from realtor to kind of the fi- doing some fix and flips and buying some buying some um, rental single families to now transitioning apartments, right? Yep. Let's talk about the apartments and what you feel like that's the change. Like, so last year, you said this year has been a big change for you, right? Yeah. What is that change? Well, it was around right around summertime 2018 here that the market just got crazy dry. Uh, wholesalers are very, very uh, greedy right now. There's a lot of really stupid money, real dumb money in the market. So people are coming in, they're paying way too much. And so I just saw it, things drying up. So that's when uh, we really, you know, pressed hard on the apartments. Now, it's been a transition because we're used to get having big checks coming in every few weeks. And the apartment game is much, much slower. So that's been something that we've had to work with. And, you know, we, we've had a few stop gaps, you know, working with some notes and Still, again, still doing a couple flips here and there. To you should always keep a foot in the door till you get enough cash flow to say we have a big, you know, hell no button, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But the goal is cash flow. I mean, that's what I want. I want. I mean, these are my kids back there. I I want to show them the world. And you know, man, kids are so funny. My boys are eleven and eight, and since they were little kids, I'm just you know, oh boys, I'm going to show you the world. This is going to be awesome. We're going to go do this, do that. And they call me out. They're like, Dad, when are we going to go see the world? <laughs> hey, but you went to Hawaii last summer. We did. So we went to Hawaii and Costa Rica this year. And that's what I want. That's what's important to me. Just traveling, being with my kids. You picked up that uh, scuba bug, didn't you? Yeah, I, I love scuba, man. It is so fun. Absolutely. So that's what I want to do. And I don't have to, you know, be as long as I'm financially free, as long as the bills are being paid and there's checks coming in every single month, I'm going to be happy, you know? Dude, now, so think about this, right? What you guys have done this year. Now, just look five years into the future, okay? Let's say all you did was exactly what you did this year and you did it, repeated it five years in a row, 
right? That life looks completely different, does it not? I can't wait. Yeah, I, I've I've had some nice um, vacations, but I see some of your partners, and they're going to Hawaii multiple times a year, and that's that's what it's about. I love it. Yeah, being able to do whatever you want. So I'm taking all my neighbors next week, bro. Excuse me. I'm taking my neighbors next week to right Hawaii. Up. Yeah. So I've got uh, oh, I've yeah. got a uh, I rented a bought a I rented a house right on the beach, and um, taking uh, four of my neighbors. And you know all of them, right? Yeah. To Hawaii, you're living life, man, and uh, I love it. That's I what I want to do, and I get to fund it. So that's my my deal: supplier of fun, right? I want to be the supplier of fun. I want to take uh, the reason I do the business some more. More is, I mean, I love cash flow too, right? So like, and I take that cash flow, and I get to do fun things like like stuff like that. That because I don't, I mean, I, I don't need to make any more money. Right. I, mean, I have enough money to live on. So I got enough money to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so as the company's point, like what drives you? Well, it's, it's got to be something other than money. Yeah. Right. So, and you guys are he- heading towards that rapidly. Like it could probably be there next year, but like if you keep raising money the way you're doing, right. And then you guys keep picking up, you will start doing bigger deals where you'll start doing hundred unit deals at a time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that all of a sudden, once you do your first hundred unit deal, well, like that starts to really change the game. Right. For sure. And, and think about this, because even for me, for five years, so I bought my first property in 2011, I was still having to wholesale and fix and flip, right? And even I bought my next property in 2012, and then I bought one in 2013 and 14, right? But my first deal didn't go all the way through start to finish until 2000 and what, last year, 17. That's when I'm, I made 4.7 million bucks. Yeah, buddy. Right? <laughs> and so... Like, now, the question is, was it worth it? Well, hell yeah, it was worth it, man. You had to be something these last seven years, right? Might as well build an empire. Yeah, and so, and I've got lots of them behind it now, and everybody's like, oh, you're an overnight success. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right? But, like, it's the same concept of where you guys are at now. Mentally, you've already shifted, right? Let's talk about that mental game. Yes, for sure. Uh, going to your seminar really helped a lot because I think it helps when you see other people actually doing it, you know, you know that it's possible. And sometimes you see some guys and you're like, shit, if that guy can do it, I know I can do it. He's talking so, yeah, about that, me. that mental shift, <laughs> <laughs> but right. It's yeah. the mental shift, right? Yeah. That changes sure. everything. Like, so that moment, you guys crystallized your, what you like, that's what we want. We want that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And BP had seen it enough. He was like, I remember when Corey was telling me about where he was going. I wasn't there yet. Right. I was telling him, though. I was like, dude, this is going to be my thing. And I was showing him. I was like, here's the deal I'm getting ready to buy, right? I, it was funny. I remember him coming to my office because BP was doing my bandit signs back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, man, it's been such a pleasure being able to work with my friend, but also having a partner in it because I can't imagine how much work you have to do because man, we're splitting duties because we both have our strengths and uh, it's still, it is a ton of work. Yeah. It can be a lot of work, you know? So that's why I have a desk behind me, right? That's Sarah. Sarah was, I saw her earlier. She was over there hiding now. She's like, Oh, you're doing a podcast. And then my wife just jumped in. Um, Yeah. Sarah's a rock star. Yeah. So you start. (coughs) getting team members 
I'm actually ready for a personal assistant, like a true personal assistant right. that's just like in control of me. So then my other business, you know, because like it, it does get nuts, right? But mm-hmm. here I am, I'm still running multi-million dollars of assets, right? Almost, gosh, 50 million, 60 million dollars in assets right now, right? That we run from this little house, my house, my office. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't have to be a huge team. No, nope. you, you just need a little bit more, right? And and two, one plus one. I saw your guys' episode. One plus one doesn't equal two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right with the right people it definitely equals three or more. Yeah, totally, without a doubt. And so that's that's really the biggest change. And so, like, um, now let's talk. So, into the future, what do you envision your future? I have a goal to retire when I'm 42, and I'm almost 41, so I got to get on it. <laughs> but no, really, uh, we're, we're continuing. So we have a goal for 100 units this year. Uh, at closing the 37 would put us right at 92. If we could close that Arkansas deal, that'll that'll put us over the number. So more of the same, but yeah, we want to do bigger deals. So once we have 100 units, then we want to do 100 units and, and really go from there. Um, also looking into other options like uh, assisted living facilities, those types of different yep. different situations. Because again, I don't think the fix and flip business is going to be good for the Did next. Did you go year. to Gene's uh, Gene um, Garino's event? Yep. I haven't been to his event, but I'm Facebook friends with him. Okay, Gene's a great guy. I know him personally, so he's a good dude. Yeah, um, I actually have him on the pad- podcast too because he yeah. talks about cash flow a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just different way. It's going to where everybody else isn't. But I will tell you right now because there's, I mean, I'm watching everybody come into multifamily right now that are not that are pretty properly properly not trained. That was what I'm gonna say. That's not the right way to say it, but they're not trained properly. All trust right. me, and they are going to make mistakes. And a slowdown is coming, and interest rate hikes are coming. Right, yeah. and so what a wonderful time to be in real estate, knowing that change is about is on the verge right For sure and so yeah. um and it's not even being talked about yet so people on the inside are talking about it mm-hmm. but it's not it's not on um i mean everybody else thinks the market's crazy right yeah from what i hear uh the invest the uh, apartments are are nuts too people are just paying uh just insane prices you know, we're hitting our sub markets, we're hitting our distressed properties, off market properties. So we're definitely getting the cap rates that we're looking for. I'm going to sell a property next uh, the spring, right? I'm just getting ready for it to sell. I got to finish all my CapEx projects on it. I bought it for 3.6. I think I can sell it for, I'm going to try to sell it for 8 million. Oh, yeah. And like sound like, of that. And it's been like three years. That's beautiful, man. Right? I love it. And then you'll move up that up to a, a bigger one, I well, imagine. The, yeah. Well, of course, I'm just going to hold it. And like, well, I'm actually going to, um, I'm going to take one property offline <laughs> and not reinvest. I, I, I don't, I have enough depreciation that I'm just going to put like a million and a half in my bank account. Nice. Just to have a, just to be liquid at all times. And then I'm going to go build my McMansion. Nah, where where's that going to be? Out where you're at now? Yeah, somewhere out where I'm at. Yeah, still here in the middle of nowhere. Shelly <laughs> gave me a thumbs up for the McMansion. Yeah, I'm sure she's ready for it. <laughs> she, she, needs, time. she needs the Force <laughs> compound, right? She wants to host many Jedi. I want you to have your own space. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have a place for all my toys, dude. 
it's coming. It's coming soon. Yeah. But you know what? Think about it. What a, what a great place to put your family. You know, you got over a million dollars in the bank. You know, you could, you know, God forbid it happened, but you could get sick. You could something happen. You get hit by a bus, right? Yeah. And your family's taken care of. That's pretty, that's got to be a huge weight off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. Well, well, not only that, just, just, just to have liquid money, just like at that point, I feel like there's nobody that could ever. So uh, my buddy, um, um, hold on, I got to think of, uh, he's from t- uh, Texas. Gosh, dang it. Shelly, my life in a hundred, Mitch Stevens, Mitch Stevens, right? Um, my life in a hundred or a, a thousand houses. He had a book called My Life in a, a Hundred Thousand or A Thousand Houses. Anyways, yeah, yeah, he, t- he talks about he, he, one of the things he said. I thought it was a great story. He's like, Corey, he goes, you got to you got to build up your moat. And I was like, what? Now, listen to this. This is great. He goes, listen, he goes, you know, you want to be king of your castle, right? Yeah, he goes, he goes now, but what protects the castle? The moat, right? Yeah. And so. It, it, it protects from invasion. There, there's a reason for it, right? Just keep being things. So whatever's inside your castle, basically inside the moat, like that's got to be protected and it's got to be safe. So it goes, like say I want to I expand my castle, right? I want to add on to my castle. Corey, before you do that, you got to expand your moat. Yeah. You got to put things in your castle that are paid for. So it could be cash, it could be paid off assets, right? But everything inside your moat, right, your castle, you need to be working on having very little debt, right? That's like your personal life. Now, your business, that's your army outside your castle, right? right. It goes out and hunts and destroys, right, and and plunders and, and makes money and brings back <laughs> goods and services, right? <laughs> that's the way he told it. I was like, this is amazing. I go, I love this. I love this analogy. Yeah. He goes, but. But you got to protect your moat. And really the biggest thing was before you build and add on your castle, all your thingamajiggies, right, just expand your moat. And so in my mind, that's what that million and a half uh, of liquid money in is expanding my moat. So I'll never have to worry about like – so then I can have the platform to build my castle and I don't have to worry about anything. Right? Makes sense to me, yeah, for sure. So that's that's kind of my sound advice. There is like, you know, and I love debt for business. I tried. I've been really trying to stay completely out of debt in my personal life, right? And I still have. I mean, I'm not perfect. I still have cars, and but like, I'll buy a car. Like, I just bought a truck. You saw my truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I usually tend to keep them for until they're paid off, and then I keep them for a long time after that. So uh, I don't know. That's my that's my story. So listen, dude. Uh, amazing. We just had we just had a great podcast, dude. Yes, we, that was awesome. We just killed it. So tips. Last thing. Tips. What would you tell anybody into the audience that's new or starting out in this world of real estate? What's your best tip for 2019? It's be careful. Um, I know that real estate is sexy again. Uh, the fix and flip shows you look like a lot of fun, but it's a real business and, uh, you really want to know what you're doing. So find, find a, a pro, find someone who's doing what you want to do and then, and then mimic them, you know, take them to coffee, pick their brain and, uh, maybe even partner up with them. That's a good way to go as well. Dude, that's powerful. Yeah. 
partnerships are real, right? Especially if you can learn from someone that's way better or at a different level than you. That's one of the best partners you'll ever bring on. Yeah. You know, I love you. On our podcast, you said that you always have a hand up, reaching up, trying to learn more from people who know more, but you also have a hand down helping people out who need help. So that's the, that's what we want to follow. You know, we are always striving to meet bigger, better people, smarter people than us, but we're also giving back with our show. And we, you know, we always want to offer value to people. Yeah. I love it. So listen, if people are out there want to learn how to get a hold of you, where do they go? How do they find you? Find me on Facebook. It's real simple. My name's Cashflow Chris, Chris with a K. And then you can always find me at the AZ for Arizona Flip Guys. Uh, we do a live show every Friday or most Fridays. Uh, check out episode 40 and episode 70 and Big Kahuna's on both of those. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find. Yeah, rock and roll, dude. Listen, uh, thanks again for spending the time. I know you're you're busy guy. So I really want to thank you for spending your quality time with me and, uh, and my audience and learning uh, your story of how, you know, you, like you just said, it's cash flow, Chris. I've been focused on cash flow for a long time, right? Yes. And now for you're sure. really starting to get it, dude, like getting that nasty stuff. Yeah, man. So awesome. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. But more importantly, you know, thanks for being our mentor. Uh, you really shortened the learning, learning curve on a lot of what we've had to go through. So it's much appreciated. Oh, great, man. Listen, I believe, uh, you know, anytime I do these podcasts, listen, 90% of winning comes through your mind, right? Your mind is the most powerful thing you'll ever uh, use, engage, you have. And most people just are simply just they don't take advantage of it. You know, they, they, they want to put, they're like a damn, a bunch of, uh, what am I thinking? Not peacocks. Who puts their heads in the ground? Ostriches. Oh, uh, ostriches yeah. A bunch of dumb ostriches. They yeah. just put their damn heads in the grounds and they want to stay buried, dude. And like, listen, get your head out of your, out of the sand and like, look around. Cause there's opportunities everywhere, especially in the game of real estate. Cause I believe that once you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is possible.